Hello and welcome to Heart Yoga Radio. We're finally back out in the hills and the sunshine. We've been struck down by the evils of COVID for some time. So that is why there unfortunately has been no podcast for a little while. But we're back now and we've got some exciting plans for the channel that we are hoping to put into action at some point soon. So watch this space for news about upcoming events and fun stuff. (laughs) (laughs) It's all about the fun. It's all about the fun, yeah. (laughs) So we're here standing on a hillside with our friends the sheep under a blue sky, very low wind, which has been pretty nice because the weather's Um. been dreadful for weeks and weeks as well so we thought we'd move out of our covid phase with a nice little lao tzu so let's have a read through this one i think we are on chapter 70 and see what we think chapter 70 my words are really very easy to understand and be with and walk in but no one can my words have roots my actions have precedence but people don't see this and so they don't see me. So few of you know or understand me. And so the Tao becomes ever more important. The sage goes round like a super tramp, hiding the jade, the jewel he carries in his innermost heart. <laughs> they does really say super tramp. <laughs> I'm making it that does. up. Yeah, that's what the translators come out with. Yeah. Uh, I mean, this this one, the, the thing, the two things that immediately strike me is this quite quite different. Is that firstly, for some reason, um, it's printed in italics. Yeah. Uh, all of it, and secondly, he uses the words "me" and "my." Yeah. Quite frequently, and I don't think I've ever we've ever seen one where he's he's used uh, references like almost like he's almost like he's talking to himself. My mm. words, my words, mm. he says, and uh, to yeah, to understand me, yeah. um, you know, to, and he mentions yeah. they don't see me. No, I, yeah, it's, it's I quite, mean, yeah. quite a different style of yeah. writing and, and referring to things that we've seen before. I don't know if he's used the word, the, you know, referred to himself, me and my before. He might have mm. done now and again, but this, yeah. you know, it's just like it's like a yeah. good four times in this one. He does refer to himself, you know, uh, and report on his, his his kind of states and yeah. things. I mean, he's, you know, I alone I'm dull and stupid, you know. Yeah. Um, etc uh, but, but there is but there's, there's just like a different tone in this one yeah well yeah. I mean, it's partly going to be down to the translators we also have to bear in mind that this uh, classic is probably not written by one person yeah that's what it's been immediately through, came to mind when I saw this it yeah. looks like it's written by someone else and, and it's been through quite quite a few sort of like modifications here and there and scribbles in the margin and it's been copied and copied and copied down the ages I wouldn't go take too much Notice of that in some ways. I mean, it, it, this this italic presentation and all the rest, just in kind of standard sans serif type, uh, is uh, it's an editorial decision. Yeah, I just wondered decision. if it was a, yeah. just a design choice for the book. Maybe. Well, I mean, it, I think I think they're trying to indicate the, like, like a difference in register and tone, which of course he does. He's got he's got a number of voices. Yeah, as does any kind of rich author, um, particularly on subjects like this. 
uh, need, needs a handful of registers at least, you know, so that's that's all that's happening here. But yeah, it does have a, I mean, the last two are about soldiers and war and tactics and strategy and how to win and the virtues of Wu Wei, as, just as a strategy, you know. But this suddenly is whew, kind of in this expansive mood, it's, it's kind of expansive and he's obviously, he's representing himself when he says me here, as the sage. When he says the sage, he now just brazenly says me, you know. Prior to that, he might have been a bit more circumspect and, and not to equate himself with the sage. He might have inward, inwardly equated himself with the sage, but not to kind of strut in that way in front of people, you know, to keep it quiet and to, take, to talk abstractly and, and in a detached fashion about the sage. But here, he's a bit, he's a bit drunk probably, and he said, well, me, <laughs> I am the sage, you know. Yeah. And, well... Uh, he is the sage. He is so, the yes, sage, you know. Yes. I mean, whatever's going on here yeah. with the different authors and the... You know, the, the, there is... Uh, in amongst all this, in, in, in amongst the kind of the fog of ages, there is definitely a sagacious voice, you know, which we, we pick out from time to time. Sometimes it seems to fail or it's not quite... It's, we fail it to be off, but... In there, there is a sagacious voice. And I think we can take it, you know. I think we can take it without getting too worried. I think. So my words are very easy to understand, really very easy to understand, and to be with and to walk in, but no one can. I mean, this is the whole thing. Also, there's a, an explanation mark after after can. No one can. No one it's almost can. like a kind of a, a real like a, a moment of despair. Well, no one can hear me. I'm sure this. I'm sure there is some despair in there, you know. Yeah. And this is this is the man who's, who's leaving his home country, somewhat in disgust at how the, the government and the emperor and all the rest of it and the, the the warlords are fucking up. I mean, some people like to think that a sagacious person, a sage, cannot despair. You know, you know the the, the fantasy of the of, of the totally sorted person or somebody whose consciousness is like permanently exalted in some special kind of a way that that, that such a creature exists and cannot and therefore cannot feel despair. But uh, don't believe it. <laughs> you know, don't believe it. It's not true. And there is a little bit of despair there, as you say. I mean, because he wants to be understood. He wants to communicate and be understood. Black was a librarian, you know. He was a dealer in, in words and stories and narratives and ideas. And there is a tremendous effort to communicate in this book, even though, again, we are told that Lao didn't really want to communicate. That's it, I've had enough. But they forced him. The border guards forced him, you know. But I think that it, there, there is a will to be understood here. You know, there is a definite will to under, be understood. But this sentiment is just expressed. Is one that you, you'll you'll hear us say many, many times if you listen through all these lecture podcasts that we put together. Seventy, well, on chapter seventy, it's probably in about sixty or so episodes because we squash them together sometimes. And you'll just, you'll hear us say again and again and again. The problem with this is not that it's really, really hard and arduous and difficult, but it's, a, it, it's straightforward and easy and direct. This is the very, very direct pointing. And I think it's where Zen was inspired, to, to the direct pointing as well. Or in one of the ways, it was also inspired by the, the story about Mark Kashyap, 
uh, asking B- Buddha about enlightenment, you know, and, 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 and the Buddha simply holding up a flower and smiling. So that's it. It's in this, in this, in this, the isness of the beauty and the, the, the suchness and the, the presence of, of a flower in, in a, a quiet, you know, place before a quiet consciousness, you know. And that was the, the fa- presumably the founding moment of Zen. But of course, this is reiterated here. My words are very, really easy to understand and be with and walk in, but no one can. And he's saying, this is it, just like Buddha holding up the flower, he's saying, this is a crude way of putting it, but, but direct enough, this is it, much more do you want? I mean, we, we've, we've been in this funny position of being like inverted commas teachers for like fucking decades as a profession you know it's like neighborhood fakir is what I, what I, what I call uh, what we used to do before we uh, ran away to the hills <laughs> yeah. um, and one would say it endlessly endlessly and you've got people on retreats and that kind of things are changing and all the rest of it you keep saying well well, this is it you know and, and you can see this like denial just happen it just goes across somebody's face like this is like a, a wave of denial that, that you can see it's palpable it cannot be that easy. And that, you know, of course there's a feeling that there's a certain hubris, you know, or misplaced pride in anybody saying that. And they need to be slapped down. That's an idea that goes around, you know. But it strikes me that uh, what, what happens when that, that wave of disbelief passes somebody's face and when you just say to them, well, this is it. This is it. There is no path. What you're going about path, that's tomorrow. You arrive tomorrow. Why not be in the place now? Because you are. Registry. My words are easy to understand. I'm not trying to do anything complicated at all. Eh? Just be with it. You know, walk with it, be in it. Which <laughs> is very smart of him to say that. You know, it's not just like they can't understand or they don't listen. It's like, well, and, and, but it's easy to hear. It's easy to understand. And it, but it's easy to be inside. You know, and to walk with for it to be. That means for it to be instinctive and part and parcel of your being, you know, like the tone of your voice or the colour of your eyes, it's just there, this connection, you might call it perhaps, even though it's a little weak. And we said it for years and years and years and years. And people thought, well, it cannot be. That is, you're you're just a, a, a kind of an arrogant bastard for saying it, you know. How dare you say something that my llama doesn't uh, would would slap me down if I said it, you know, or my guru or my Sufi peer or my, my Roshi, you know. And it's like it's got to be hard for your ego, you know. It's like get, getting to be a billionaire by speculating. You, pe- people do that in order to feel that kind of that that pride, that pride of having achieved something very difficult. Or, you know, or master some of the kind of incredibly elaborate yoga techniques and, you know, the, the, the kind of spectacular yoga postures that people want to do, you know. And, you know, stick your head right the way up your arse, you know, and, and, and wow, you know, <laughs> achievement. And it's like, it's got to be, it's got to be difficult, otherwise it won't feed my ego. Just the, just the, the, the actual, in reality, ease of the, uh, the state of being that our friend Lotso is talking about. It just won't feed your ego however you play it <laughs> you know yeah it, I mean well having said that it'll try because it always does you know it will try 
to, to claim to claim it to claim some importance to get some dopamine off it some 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 hits some self affirmation or something like that you know but he's saying it here again my words are really really easy to understand and be with and walk with and it's true it really is fucking true but he just say his words do have roots his actions have precedence but people don't see this and so they don't see me and then what are you, what are you saying there well you know this is not like nothing that he's saying this it's just something that he, he read he read on the back of a, a matchbox or or, or it was on his, in, his, in his Twitter feed, you know, and thought he, he thought, oh, that's a nice stick, I'll repeat that. Can I borrow it? Yeah, I'll repeat that. He's trying to say that there is, there is a lifetime of experience behind it, you know. There is a, an, an application of the, the approach. There, there is a deep experience of, of the meditation that this, this approach opens up and, and, and all the wonders therein. It's not come out of nothing, it's not slight, it's not, it, it sounds slight, it sounds superficial, but it's profound, it's profound as profound can be. And it, it's embodied in him, as I said, you know, I say it is like the colour of your eyes or the tone of your voice, and he's, well, that's why he says me, because he embodies it, and he knows he embodies it, because he lives it every single day. And he's saying, but it, it's so straightforward that it makes it invisible, and therefore people can't see me. And he's not saying, oh, they can't, they can't see my lovely character and my virtues and my talents. It's just not. They can't see, they can't see that, like, you, you know, my immediacy. That. Because it's too simple. It's simple, simple, simple. So few of you know or understand me. And so the Tao becomes even more important. So, you know, you can't see the Tao in him. You can't understand him when he speaks from the Tao. You can't understand him when he walks from the day. You can't understand the way when he's sit, sitting in, having his cup of tea at the little cafeteria on the mountain, passing to the high mountains in the west. You, 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 you can't see him being in it. You can't see him being in it. So you have to, you have to revert one back in, into, the, into the theory, almost, you might say, but in, 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 into the, the idea of the day itself and to try and contact that. Even though try, of course, is, is where we fall into trouble. But to contact it, to be with it, to, re to realise it in the sense uh, n n of apprehending it in, in the now, in the here, in the now. Rather than try and manufacture it or cultivate it or produce it. So there's all, there's all that is in there. And then he says, the sage goes round like a super tramp. Now that word super tramp, I mean the translators must have thought long and hard about that. It's probably a reference to, um, I think it was called The Autobiography of a Super Tramp by W.H. Davis. It was a Welsh, an English language uh, a Welsh poet. I think he was from Monmouth or somewhere like that. Who actually like, lived the life of a hobo or a tramp. Uh, in order to get poetic inspiration, I think, you know, and he'd write some, some very charming poems, W.H. Davis, Autobiography of a Super Tramp. And this is what he's referring to, you know, the, the notion that the, the, the sage is like down here rather than up there. 
It's like down here in the dust. You know, down here in the dust, down not here not in the a slums. golden throne in um, no. uh, uh, beautiful robes. No, none of that. He's, he's, he's a tramp. He's down there in the dust. He's in, he's in the pub with the ruffians. And feels more at home with the ruffians. <laughs> you know, he's pretty disgusted with the big knobs. And that's why he's leaving the fucking country anyway. I mean, they want him, they want him to come and help them with the government because they, they realise they're in a pickle and they need somebody with a bit of nose. <laughs> he says, no, fuck off. You know, leave me down here. And you get the same sentiment in Changsu as well. And uh, you get the same sentiment amongst some, some of the Sufis who are like the vagabonds because you have the idea of the sadhu where it goes a little bit further into just somebody who just is just homeless on purpose, wanders, wanders about on purpose just to do their spiritual shtick. And that's what they do. And there's a, there's a whole, in pretty well every tradition, there's a whole kind of poetry of that, you know, a whole myth of that and the reality of that because people do are attracted by that notion you know down here in the dirt I think Chang Su said it too Some, somebody um, somebody accused him of being a bit of a dosser because he was kind of like laring about you know in pubs and things and fishing you know without a hook what is his thing fishing without a hook because <laughs> it was just like so if any you know if he was just sitting there people say what you're doing it's like the fishing was just like a cover you know not only do they not see him, he doesn't want them to see him. <laughs> you know, nuisances, you know. Somebody said to him, what you're doing, you're dossing. Yeah. And he, he refers to a, 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 a famous tortoise shell that, that's exhibited in, in the royal palace somewhere. And this tortoise, or turtle, whatever it was, was 200 years old when it dies. You count the rings on the, on the shell, you know. Yeah. 200 years old. Chang Su said to his interlocutor, he said, uh, you know about that, that tortoise they've got in that glass case up at the palace? He said, yeah, yeah. He said, do you think that tortoise is better off in the glass case in the palace on full show? Or would he be better off dragging his tail in the mud? <laughs> and the bloke says, uh, well, I presume he's better off alive than dead, you know. Uh, so, yeah, dragging his tail in the mud and... Chang Tzu replied, well leave me to drag my tail in the mud. <laughs> I like it down here in the dust. <laughs> and this is that, you know, and it's a sentiment. You'll find it all over the place. You know, it's a sentiment. The sage goes round like a super tramp. And what does he do? He hides his jade. Of course, this is Chang Tzu with the fishing rod, you know. Hides his jade. The jade is just the, is, is the jewel in your heart. When, you, when you've got a bit of an angle on this this meditation of uh, radical openness to what is whatever it is and uh, let him be with bright awareness as the method now th there arises uh, like an open-heartedness uh, uh, a, f a, f a free flow of the energies of the heart compassion love feeling empathy and so on and that's the jewel it's not cultivated. I mean, I know some devish tradition they try to cultivate the jewel. But Lao Tzu would say to you, discover the jewel, discover the jewel in your heart, and just by being open to it, it's already there. You don't have to produce it, it's already there. This is such a great message in such terrible times, such hopeless times.
in some ways though it, for me it's both like like hope and something that doubles the despair at the same time you, there is hope because you think well god human beings are, are absolutely fucking magic and, full, and the potential is so near the surface you know and yet they fuck up fuck up fuck up fuck up and they, they are absolutely fucking diabolically horrible a lot of them and certainly the way they're behaving on mass it can be it can be absolutely the horror is off the scale in the world right now there are many many places you could go and, and see things that you would never recover from seeing and that makes it you know you, if you know the potential if you've tasted it yourself if you know what human beings have got at bottom and at root it's actually not difficult for them to avail themselves of it's there it's just there 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 right in your fucking face and then the actual the reality of the shit shit that they get up to you can kind of feel even more hopeless even more disappointed even more despairing that's part of the game though uh, chaps you know I say to you it's just It's part. It it's a it, it goes with the territory. But yet yeah, it's simple. It's easy. You've got it. You've got it. Avail yourself of it, and you won't regret it. Those are my thoughts on this short chapter from the Lao Tzu. Ah oh well, thank you for listening, everybody, and joining us on this this bright walk today one of our first after the uh the virus has bid us farewell for now <laughs> let's for now yeah <laughs> let's just hope he doesn't come back for quite some time no it's not fun <laughs> anyway folks hope you're all doing okay and we will speak to you again soon make knowledge great again